Hello and welcome to Red Lips and Stilettos podcast. I'm Kerry, your host and founder of Red Lips and Stilettos. Here we are removing the competitive gap and giving you as the beauty professional a voice to be heard within our industry. This is a platform created and dedicated to the beauty industry professionals, giving you new ideas, possibilities and options to consider for your career. We serve to help connect you to the beauty professionals who have been there, done that and experienced a world and more of what our professional beauty industry has to offer. Starting a beauty business, making that business a huge success to working in a spa on a cruise ship. You name it, we'll be talking about it right here. This is Red Lips and Stilettos. Today's guest is Miranda Forrester. Miranda is a qualified skincare therapist boasting nearly two decades of experience within the fields of spa and beauty. She has an Isaac Harstens Academy alumni with first-hand experience in five-star hotels, island resorts, luxury game reserves, aesthetic centers, cruise ships, and local academic institutions. Miranda proudly served on the board of directors for the South African Association of Health and Skincare Professionals, also known as SASP in the capacity of Human Resource Director. Miranda is passionate about the spa and beauty industry and offering services including HR, recruitment, training and skills development, product training and consultancy. Miranda is a proud mom and animal lover with a passion for rescue and rehabilitation of dogs. She's also a foodie, a Netflix addict and a hoarder of soaps and bubble bath. Please welcome Miranda Forrester. Hi, thank you so much. <laughs> it's so good to have you here. Thank you. This is a first for me, I won't lie. I've never been on a podcast. <laughs> uh, it's literally like having a conversation over coffee. It's just a chat. It's all good. It's all good. I'm well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. And this is, yes, thank you for the opportunity. And um, I followed your other podcasts so that I've been been looking up as well so um, I'm always game for something new so thank you to you and for everything that you've done for the industry so far as well I mean I'm always up for something new oh well thank you so much for that <laughs> to, to start off um, every week we have the same question and that's how did you enter into the professional beauty industry um, it's quite a it's a wild ride actually um, I you know, growing up, my mom was a bookkeeper for several beauty salons. So I grew up in beauty salons where I was absolutely in love with the sights, the smells, the ladies were absolutely gorgeous. And I unfortunately suffered from acne in my teenage years. And I said that I will be finding a cure for acne. I still haven't done that, but I managed to outgrow my <laughs> luckily um and then also having been in Stellenbosch and being exposed to the um the Isa Academy being in the in the town um it just happened that my life followed that route and I entered the beauty industry started off from scratch and just rolled with it literally <laughs> as, as the years gone by just went from strength to strength and literally been there, done that, bought the t-shirt and tried out everything. 
That is amazing. So straight out of matric, you went um, to Isaac Carstens and studied beauty therapy. Straight out of matric, there was no, my mom said, there's no gap here. <laughs> I had to, um, straight from matric, I went to ISA, um, did my two years. I did, however, after I um, finished my studies at ISA, I left the industry to pursue another passion of mine, which is marketing and design. So I went a bit more into an administration field, but because I didn't have any formal qualifications in that area, I couldn't really grow much. So I did eventually go back into beauty and then that's where, where my, I grew mostly from there into the beauty industry again. Yes. But, but having that marketing and design experience, I'm sure that you can bring that into the beauty industry somehow, right? It's actually all marketing is with, with everything. It definitely has. Um, I actually had this conversation with someone the other day. When I was in high school, <laughs> I always joke and say, I probably could have been a doctor today if I, if I was a little bit more focused <laughs> in, in high school <laughs> and wasn't such a socially inclined um, teenager. But um, one of my subjects was actually typing. Um, and I remember winning a subject prize for typing back in the two th early 2000s. And the lady uh, who was doing the prize handover said to me at the awards that, oh, you'll probably one day be enjoying a position in, um, in administration. I can't remember her words exactly, but it was something about how, you know, this will really be to your advantage one day in an administration field. And I was like, woman, I'm going to study beauty therapy. I'm not going to need typing. Typing is just an easy subject. And today in my company, all I do is type. I type nonstop. <laughs> so the whole marketing, design, typing, and then of course the beauty has come together harmoniously. And this is what my, my company consists of is typing and beauty all day yeah. long. Um, it's so funny you say that because I, when I was in school, we had CAT, which was um, Computers Applications Technology, not IT, yes. CAT. And I remember everyone would think, oh my gosh, you know, that's like the stupid subject. Like, any, you know, people who don't have brains do that. But it is the only subject that I still use to this day. <laughs> it is the only subject where you actually know, you know, like Microsoft Word and Excel and oh yeah. So really? I completely hear you. I also, I had computer studies. So, um, so I had computer studies and biology and typing. And I didn't know how I was going to get into ISA with those. But <laughs> I actually managed to do it. So, yes, here I am today. Um, and, if, and everything I do is computer-based. So I'm, in retrospect, very thankful that I actually pursued and went through with it after all. Yeah. And... Um, so after you finished studying at ISA and you got your qualification, did you, what did you do after? So I then immediately went into the marketing and advertising industry. Okay. And when I couldn't grow from there, I came back as a beauty therapist. And uh, much to my mom's frustration at the time, or well, not my mom so much, but as a recruiter at that stage, my recruiter who was helping me um, 
with placements at this stage. Uh, I did jump around a bit. I was here and there and everywhere and ended up working on a game reserve and I was in an island in Mozambique. I worked as a receptionist in a five-star hotel. So I really was all over the show for a couple of years, but gained some valuable experience nonetheless. And um, a good couple of years into uh, my beauty journey, decided to go join Steiner and I went um, went to work on board the cruise ships and I completed my contract. And when I came back, I met um, a fabulous, my previous employer, and I actually like to say that she was probably my last proper employer. And she... Um, she trained me in aesthetics and she trained me in IPL and I worked for a really long time for her in Stellenbosch and just rekindled my passion for the industry and my passion for skincare. And I then met my now husband at that stage and progressed into management. And when management was my cap, progressed into married life. And when my baby came around, I wanted a a position where, and I get this every day, and I know it's so difficult in our industry, I wanted an office job. I wanted a nine-to-five where I can be home on Christmas. I wanted to be home on weekends. And, of course, that is scarce as chicken teeth in our industry. And uh, a vacancy was open at an academy in Cape Town, and they were looking for a recruiter. I didn't have much recruitment experience at the time other than um, basically recruiting in-house in my spa manager capacity. And I applied, got the job. I thoroughly enjoyed recruiting and I learned a lot whilst I was there. But I was more drawn into, once again, doing marketing for them and doing enrollments, etc. And I, after a while, bit the bullet and had a long discussion with my husband and said, look, um, the time is now and I have the energy and we, we're in, in that position. And I started my business and I haven't looked back since. It has been an absolute journey ever since. That's amazing. And you can see how from changing um, your, your jobs back then, how it's all worked to get you where you are today all of that combined experience? It really has. I mean, in retrospect, now when that is why I many times I believe in wildcard candidates. Um, I like to give someone a chance and I also believe in second chances. I also like to hear someone's story, which is always why I ask my candidates the questions. You know, I want to know why did you leave? Why did you change your jobs? Why is there a gap in your employment history, etc.? I want to know what is the reason because I too, I changed jobs. I had my reasons. You know, we all have. It, it's all part of our journey and it's all part of where it's going to get you eventually. And something might not, a no today is a yes tomorrow. So something might not make sense right now but there is a bigger picture eventually and so because of my personal journey is why I like to give people a chance you know I like I like my wild card candidates um, employers don't always agree with me and you know we don't always have to agree on everything together and that thus far is why I believe 
my candidates are so successful. It's because we, I like taking chances on my candidates and myself. And, you, and I think just with listening to you say that you, ask, you, you get to know you, who your clients are and who your candidates are. You know, it's not just looking at their CV. It's who they are as a person, what motivates them. And I think that's, that's so beautiful. It definitely is. You know, that's the thing. You, I, I always see myself as a mother hen with, um, with my candidates. You know, they're like my little chickens. And um, some of them might feel a bit affronted when I refer to them as that. But at the end of the day, they entrust me with all of their information and they entrust me with such a, a vital part of their life, which is their employment. And you spend the majority of your life for that matter at your job. So I want to help you be happy where you are. And if you're unhappy, it's going to, it's going to reflect bad on me as well, which is why I'm so passionate about who my clients are and who I place with them. So I do develop a relationship with my candidates and I treasure it. And I mean, we, I'm on WhatsApp. They um, send me WhatsApp. Some of them send me a joke every day. And, you know, we, we are on a, on a, a personal relationship basis where um, like on Instagram, so I can see, you know, this one had a baby or that one got married. This one got promoted. I love seeing that. I love being part of, their journey and which is why I've you know gone as far as putting my name on in my business that this is me the person you're dealing with is you are dealing with Miranda Forrester directly and I want everyone to have that relationship with me directly so that you we can grow together and we can have a relationship and I can help you be happy where you are. We can, you know, if you're unhappy or you're not sure of something, you know, we can have that discussion and we can grow together. Because, I mean, if they do well, I'm going to do well at the end of the day. Yeah, you'll both, you'll both be happy. And um, this year, being 2020 and the COVID-19 situation, how has that affected recruitment um, in our industry? Um, look, it has been an absolute roller coaster. And again, as a recruiter, I am inundated with applications on a daily basis. Now, even more so, everyone is looking for a job and the job market is very limited at the moment. I mean, a lot of people have had to do retrenchments. Um, there's a loss of income and people are not wanting to hire. And I mean, those who are hiring are not going to spend the the income or their money on um, on recruiters, etc. So, our industry has taken a major knock on um, from lockdown from the whole COVID experience. But I've also seen a lot of out of the box thinking, which I'm I'm really pleased to see. I, I'm quite excited. A lot of people have started their own businesses. A lot of people have done side hustles, which is great. It just shows you the entrepreneurial skills of South Africans and of our industry. I mean, we are a predominantly female um, industry and it just goes to show that multitasking and hustling is a key skill, especially in our industry. 
And I'm excited to see where this can go. And in essence, whilst I'm really sad for those that have been negatively affected, those that have had to deal with um, unfair retrenchment processes, I mean, let's be honest, that has happened. Um, there have been a few illegal processes that have taken place, people that had to find out via the grapevine that they in fact weren't registered for UIF and all these other things. But also in the same breath that COVID has opened doors for a lot of people to see what their self-worth, they have seen what they are capable of and what they can actually do. And it has also instilled an appreciation for employment that we've never had in our industry. So yeah. all in all, a bit of sting, definitely. I won't lie. I mean, even for me, it's been <laughs> one hell of a roller coaster. But, you know, life's a journey. Enjoy the ride completely. Yeah. Um, I can, because I also, I worked for Steiner and, um, and I've worked for Canyon Ranch as well. And I always found by working on a cruise ship that you always ended up going back. Because you would say, this would be my last contract. And then you'd end up going back because of the money. Because the money is so good. Yes. And I've always been aware of that. Because I've wanted some kind of normality. I've wanted some kind of, you know, life on land. Um, and I always found between contracts that I would end up coming home for a holiday. And then heading right back on board. And it was just that, you know, you just get stuck in that routine. And it's really made me so happy to see a lot of my friends and colleagues who were the exact same have started their own businesses and, you know, have taken that risk because you, you're putting all that time that you were used putting in on board to actually start your own business and to start your own hustle. Um, and I think that's really special. Also, with being in the beauty industry, having a skill, you, you can literally go anywhere in the world and you can make money. You can do something with it because you can actually use your hands and you have a skill. It is. I think, you know, once you've, once you've been on board and you've been exposed to that international level of um, expectations and, and you've seen just how unique your set of skills is, to bring that back home and bring that level of exposure back home just sets you apart but also it's humbling to have you know to have had that experience of going abroad but as you say the skill it just honestly sets you apart from the rest and I really hope that more I want I want the candidates they you know once once you can go back on board and you can go experience that I I promote go go have an Go experience working on board a cruise ship because I mean that is <laughs> that is hard work. You've yeah. not worked hard until you've worked on a cruise ship, um, and then you can come back and you can appreciate also what it is to be back on land. But in the same breath, also the money is not the same. It is really uh, comf comforting and comfortable earning the kind of money you do on the cruise ships. And it's, it's harder being back home and having to work extra hard. Cause I mean, you don't have that disposable income from passengers that just, you know, have no yeah. care to just spend, but, um, yeah, hustling is the way to go. If that is the one thing that COVID has taught the world, it is to hustle. If it's not yeah. face masks, it's screens, it's sanitizers, it's products, it's, 
you you have to hustle your skills one time yeah and i agree with what you what you say um definitely if you have the opportunity to go work on a cruise ship take it take it and go for it there's nothing else like it experience just get as much experience as you can i think that is my if you know like one one of the other things that i always just want to say to candidates or to anyone in the industry is finish your studies first and foremost finish your studies get your qualification even if it's a certificate get a certificate at least that's the first and foremost get the skill secondly get experience even if it's for less less money get some experience because experience opens doors for you you never know where i mean look at the coca-cola guy no one no one took him seriously and look look at look how big that has that has grown into so yeah. all it takes is one person to give you a chance Definitely. um so yeah cruise ships do actually open open doors for people yeah and um miranda what would what are your top three tips for a professional um beauty therapist applying for a job right now most importantly is just make sure that your details are up to date i mean it is rather frustrating if someone if you can't get hold of a person because their number is wrong you know they accidentally put a six instead of a nine or something because of their keypad or their email address is .co.za if it should be .com or anything like that so definitely make sure that your contact details are correct um make sure you know again your reasons for leaving you don't want to and i saw this um i shared this by linkedin someone another recruiter from another industry shared this and it's it's so true is if you have to write an entire paragraph of why you left your employment then do that you know we as recruiters we love reading i want to know i want to know what happened because you don't want you don't want the person you know the prospective employer or the recruiter to assume what happened because i mean my pet peeve is when it says growth i wanted to grow what what did you want to grow you know do you want to grow your hair do you want to grow your personality or do you want to grow your skills because i mean if you went from one beauty salon to another salon what did you actually grow um and the other one is don't ever lie on your cv because first and foremost lying about your qualifications is a criminal offense in south africa and i see myself as the qualifications police because i always find out and you know it technically i should be reporting you um So yeah, keep it real. You know, just don't lie on your CV. Just keep it real. You will get the opportunity. You will always be considered. If it's not considered for this vacancy, you'll be considered for a next. So, updated information, make sure you elaborate as much as you can and keep it truthful as much as you can. Well, as you actually have to not as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And your top three tips for a business hiring a candidate right now? Uh, get your job specification in order. I mean, as an employer, you need to know exactly what you want from this candidate or from the from the role that you are hiring. So make sure that you you have a, a job specification in place. Um, like I said to you earlier, I like wildcard candidates. Um, you know, take a chance on someone. Not saying if you 
if you're looking for a specific skill and look at candidates around that skill, you know, maybe just give someone a chance. And I'm really all for doing trade tests, but let your candidate do a trade test in one of their favorite treatments and you will just see them blossom. You'll see, you'll see their true passion come out and have them do this treatment as often. And you'll also see how they retail as much as possible in that treatment. Because I mean, that's, that's where the money lies is the moment someone is passionate about something that is something they'll push and that is something they'll retail. Yeah, definitely. And then a question, this is something that I would have wanted to ask you about five years ago. Um, after I finished Steiner, I wanted to, I was actually living in London but I have my Sodesco, I had my iTech, and I had a 10-month contract um, with a really good appraisal. And I really wanted to look for, I didn't want to go straight into being um, a beauty therapist at a spa, but I was wanting to, you know, try and get into like a product rep or a product trainer position. What would your advice be to someone like that? At the moment, and... A frustration I get a lot from candidates when applying for a, a role in such an environment is when I say, oh, but you need experience. And then they say to me, but how am I going to get experience if no one is going to give me the opportunity to gain experience? Is apply with as many brands as you can, especially the brands that you have already trained with. Uh, contact their head offices and approach them directly and send them your credentials and say to them, look, I come with no formal sales experience, but I have cruise ship experience where I have um, therapist to client direct sales. I don't have on the road sales experience, but what would you require from me in order to consider my application? And, uh, but the thing with um, sales from a brand perspective is that selling to a business, to another professional, is a lot more difficult than it is selling to a client or a consumer who absolutely absorbs everything that you say. A client buys on a whim. A client buys on an experience because the facial was divine or because um, their massage and the oil smelled nice, etc. So they will instantly buy from you. Whereas when you have to sell directly to a spa and you have to say to them, look, your minimum um, opening order is 90,000 Rand. This is what this brand can do for you. That is a hard sell. So you really need to know that you're going to get a lot more no's than you're ever going to get a yes. So you need to be hard-headed and you need to be very, very driven. So brands are very peculiar on their, um, on their candidate requirements and on their scope of candidates. So again, it is really dependent on the brand. Um, some brands are open to taking someone without any experience. I would never say to you, don't try your luck. You never know. Take a chance. All, all they can do is say no, not now. A lot of brands will keep your CV on record. But if you've trained with their product and you know the product very well and they've seen you um, move their product from the shelves in the spa, in the salon where you've worked, they know your retail abilities and they know that you are able to push the brand and push the sales, they might consider you 
for employment in future um, when they do actually have a junior sales vacancy available. Thank you. Um, I know a lot of my um, previous colleagues, they were in the same position. And it's like you say, you, you, want to, you want to get that experience, but how do you get that experience without the opportunity? Um, but you answered that perfectly. Okay, and Rhonda, that's always such a, I, I, and I know it's frustrating. I'm the first one to say, sometimes also I, even though I know, oh, you would be a perfect fit. Um, it's, it's the client's decision at the end of the day too. Um, so I always present to a client based on what I think would be a very good fit for them. And which is always why I do a wildcard candidate, but also one that literally ticks all their boxes as, as far as possible, as close as possible. So it really is a, a lack of the draw, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you say, to just expect, you know, if you get, if you get 10 no's and you know that like the 11th one will be the yes, just persevere. <laughs> you will yes, eventually get the up. yes. Don't give yeah. up. Just because one person says no, don't be despondent. Um, it it's like you say, 10 people can say no, but all, all it's going to take is one yes. Someone yeah. somewhere will say yes. I mean, I, I don't really watch TV myself, but um, on occasion I've seen on, on LinkedIn or on YouTube, they have these motivational TED Talks going on and um, they have these uh, Fortune 500 billionaires talking and they say, oh, but all it took was, you know, I, f I flunked the subject 10 times or my dad didn't want to pay for this and I ended up working in a restaurant and all it took was one guy, it took one opportunity and here I am, you know, like a billionaire and wouldn't that be nice? So we all just really need one opportunity. It's all you need, just that one. Yeah, year. exactly. And if there was one thing you could say directly to your ideal customer slash candidate um, right now, what would that be? Just keep going. Don't give it. Don't ever give up. Yeah. It's such a cliche, but just don't give up. I mean, it's, it's times are tough at the moment. Um, I feel, I feel like a record when I have to say to someone, no, there's no vacancies at the moment or I don't have anything for you right now. And it's, it's right now and anything can change. In the next minute, it can change. Um, everything is so uncertain, but keep yourself busy, upskill, do online training, read up about the latest trends. There's, we are in such a um, digital environment where there's so much information at your fingertips. So there's so much to keep you busy at this time. But whatever you do, don't give up at the yeah. end of the day. Just I keep agree. going. And the last surprise question, if you could go back to the younger version of yourself entering into the industry, what would your top advice be? <laughs> um, I honestly don't know, Kerry. For me, you know, when you when you look back in retrospect, and you always think that every decision you've taken in life was led you to where you are at this time. I might have, I would have liked to. I think if I had studied a little bit harder, um, but I don't know to be honest with you. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to get back to you on that one. No, it's okay. I'm trying to think now what really, what would, what would have, what would I have said to myself? Um, I probably also would have said, don't sweat the small stuff because at the end of the day, it's not really, you know, it doesn't really matter like the small things, just, you know, do, do the best you can at the end of the day. That's, and I think maybe yeah. just going back again to what I would say to anyone is just, just keep going. Whatever yeah. you do, every fall, every hiccup, every no, just keep going. Even my younger self. Yeah, I like when that. I, when I didn't understand when something didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. Because, I mean, there were times when I applied for a job, which I then thought, oh, my word, this is my dream job and I want it so badly and, and what, what, what. Because, I mean, you don't know what your, what your future holds and what's in store for you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, um, I like to see it all as stepping stones, you know, if if something goes wrong or if you have a disaster year, it's all good because it's just a stepping stone to where you are meant to be. It is. I mean, when I say I'm optimistic, you know, I always joke and say, it's like when you fall down the stairs, oh, look how wonderfully I fell down and now I can get up again. Like, look, when you fall, fall, have your moment, cry it out experience it for what it was, but then dust it off, get up and try again. Um, it's easier said than done. Of course, it's sometimes it's painful. It is. And, and we have to experience it and we have to learn from it because it is a stepping stone and stones aren't always nice and round and smooth and easy to walk over. Um, some of them are damn painful, you know, and some of them cut you. But again, it's, it's all part of, it's all part of the journey. Um, so definitely, I think, you know, we all, we all experience things differently and, and what's easy for one is probably a hell of a ride for another one. Um, but having a support network and knowing that, you know, you know, your skill, you know, what your, your strong points are and just focusing on those and embracing every obstacle and embracing every no for what it is and just persevering like you will get there and even if you find your dream job I mean don't get, so I'm ultimately I can say I have my dream job yes but are there obstacles definitely every single day there's an obstacle I mean there's always um you know there's financial obstacles there are candidates who are not as committed as they initially are there are employers who are not as fabulous as they proclaim they are so even being your own boss has its own obstacles. Um, so it's never going to be 100% smooth sailing. And I think that is important for anyone from any industry, from any walk of life to know that it's, it is going to get tough, but it's also going to be pretty freaking awesome as well. Yeah. And fall in love with the, the challenges. Yes. But yeah. also know that this industry is a challenge. There will always be haters. There will always be someone that does it nicer, prettier, something than you. There will always be a new brand. There will always be a new kid on the market. But you just constantly have to evolve yourself to maintain relevance and to, and to be relevant at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I think that's great advice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I and feel like my own um what is that yoga yogi master? I feel I feel very inspirational today talking to you. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you've been I amazing. I take my own advice sometimes. Oh, I know. Me too. Trust me. Most of the time, the advice that I'm giving, it's actually to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not sure if you've seen on my, I always joke and say on my Facebook page, um, in the mornings, I share like a little um, wisdom or a, a, a thought of the day. And sometimes those thought of the days is actually just for me. It's just my, my own little personal reminder. But then I'm so glad to see that there are others that, that also feels the same way and, you know, they can, they can relate to it. So, yeah, good up, good up on, on us for sharing and supporting each other. And I think it's vital. And I think it's great think so that you, you also share all the walks of life from the industry so that the people can get a different perspective of just, you know, what, what all the industry entails, because it's not just beauty therapy, it's not just facials and hair salons and nails and, you know, what the consumers think we all do. It's, there's so much more to this industry than just that. Yeah, and I think um, the reason I decided to, you know, start Red Lips and Stilettos was I've lived literally all over the world. And coming back to South Africa, I'm very patriotic and I'm here to stay. Um, but I just find that the industry here in South Africa, the, the therapists are so talented at what they do, but there just seems a disconnect. We aren't connected to the salon down the road or, um, yeah, I just, I feel that there is quite a disconnect and I'm wanting to connect the industry as one, you know, that would be, and, and to share stories, share success stories, share different pathways that you can go in our industry, um, you know, it's, it's not just as black and white as it may seem, um, it, but, but yeah. It is. And we've, I mean, I think COVID was also a nice reminder to see that um, how people from the industry have reached out to each other and it's like, what are you guys doing? How are you guys dealing with this? And how do you say no to a client who wants to come for a treatment during COVID and, and what have you? So um, definitely, and I'm, I really do hope that, your um, your podcast does bring the industry closer together and that you know that we're not seen as competition but more as a unity and as an industry united you know it sounds like that group on Facebook but um, that we you know we are actually an industry we are supposed to be standing together and not as just as competition um, yeah you know, we'll, but we live and learn and we will grow and maybe one day we'll get there. As And, and it won't just be beauty. It'll be beauty, hair, nails, skincare. Everything. Yeah. Under one umbrella. Yes. No, definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story you. and your voice thank on the podcast. You. And is, how do you, our listeners, how can they find you? So I'm predominantly available on Facebook. It's at MF Spa Beauty Placements. I'm also available on Instagram. And then there is my website, which is www.mfsbp.co.za, which stands for Miranda Forrester Spa Beauty Placements. And then I'm on LinkedIn and I'm also on WhatsApp. So would you like, do you want my WhatsApp number or my cell phone number? I will, I'll take it and I'll put it in the description. So Perfect. that the listeners you can, can get hold that. of you. Yes, yeah. they can contact me. So I am WhatsApp friendly. I actually love WhatsApp because then I can remember what we spoke about. Um, so yes, they can contact me. And look, if even if they just want to ask me a question um, or if they're unsure about something, I can have a look if they're not sure about their contracts or not sure about their employees. Um, you know, I'm open to I'm open to helping where I can. 
that will be amazing. Thank you so much again for, for recording this episode. You. Awesome. Thank Thanks you. so much. All the best to you. Take care. You too. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on the Red Lips and Stilettos podcast. My vision for Red Lips and Stilettos podcast is to empower our industry, inspire our professionals and be that hub for support. I hope you enjoy what I bring to the table and this little business is literally here for you. So any support, whether it be listening to the podcast, sharing the episodes, liking, following or telling a fellow colleague or friend to listen is highly appreciated. If this podcast is something that inspires you or sparks that inner flame in your belly, I would love you to join the conversation, become engaged, let this podcast re-inspire, motivate and connect you to the why you chose this industry. Every Friday morning, South African Standard Time, a new episode will be released. I look forward to our next episode, but that is it for now. Until next time, stay safe and more importantly, stay connected.